Flexibility and agility are the key traits that Yesway's Derek Gaskins attributes to the convenience store chain's ability to adapt to the challenges posed by the COVID-19 pandemic. This flexibility and agility comes in numerous forms, including finding sources of supplies that they never would have considered earlier, leveraging FedEx or UPS to distribute products to stores when needed, and taking on furloughed QSR employees as temporary help. Indeed, the retailer has managed to achieve what seems almost impossible to do in today's world, and that is staying one step ahead of the coronavirus. In this episode, ECRM's Senior Vice President of Retail, Wayne Bennett, takes a deep dive with Yesway's Chief Marketing and Merchandising Officer into some of the ways the pandemic has impacted the chain, and what they've done to address these challenges, and what key learnings came from this that they'll apply to the business once the pandemic passes. Enjoy. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Wayne Bennett with ECRM, and today I'm joined by Derek Gaskins, uh, who uh, is now the Chief Marketing and Merchandising Officer of Yesway. So I'm glad to have uh, you here today, Eric. I, I see your uh, sheltering in place looks like in your home. Is that correct? I am. Um I am. Um, yeah. So uh, right now I happen to be on the North shore of Boston yep. up in a little town called Marblehead, Massachusetts, but Very sheltering nice. in, in place while my stores are open and trying to run things from afar and get that supply chain going or keep that supply chain going rather. Yeah, no, we, we definitely want to talk about that. And, you know, before we get into it, I, I first want to ask, you know, you're looking well, you're looking sharp. But uh, how are you handling the situation? You. And, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about what you're doing to keep your team uh, focused and managing their emotions and how you're kind of doing all that. Yeah, um, it has been a challenge. And I, I think like many of you, and certainly you, Wayne, personally, uh, we've had to change how we do things. So uh, going back maybe six weeks ago, it was more of a crisis mode. I had members of my price book team, for instance, that may not have had laptops or connectivity. Wow. So had to mm -hmm. prepare for where we are now, where you can literally do the job from home. I yep. would say when you get to the category manager or brand manager and up level, yep. uh, we were already adequately positioned to do that level of our work. But, you know, certainly had to make some last minute accommodations. Yeah. and to get people's home offices and things set up. So now I would say the best way that I'm handling it personally and with my team. Yeah. Personally, I think the biggest challenge is finding balance. Um, yeah. You know, as easy as everyone thinks working from home is, I actually find it's the opposite. In many ways, it's harder to turn off. So you yeah. may be working earlier than you typically would because yeah. it's tempting to get your morning coffee and get started right away without a break. And then next thing you know, you can end up working through dinner hour and yeah. family time. So yeah. the most difficult challenge is to try to get a schedule yeah. so that you're not bored. And, you know, without that schedule and some routine, I think you start losing what the rhythm of your life is. And so that's yeah. been a challenge. I would say with the team, it's using tools like we're using right now, uh, yeah. Zoom or yeah. Microsoft Teams and FaceTime yeah. and other tools to use video, which, you know, is not a perfect replacement for face-to-face, -face, but at least it's better than just phone. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, I'm even looking at more of the social things that everyone is doing, the Zoom happy hours or the team happy hours <laughs> right. so we can start to have some fun. I yeah. think the, like the biggest thing that's missing, and I've even heard my team express this to me, is just that casual walk down the hall or the next cube over, the next office over, and just shooting an idea off of each other. Right. When you lose that, it's, it's, it's hard to maintain what the connections are. And so yeah. some ways that we try to overly compensate, they create busy work. You know, your email volume might have doubled because now you're copying people to make sure they're in the loop yeah. because you can't have that conversation. Yeah. You know? yeah. The phone calls may double for those same reasons. Yeah, no, uh, Derek, I hear what you're saying. It's funny. Uh, I call my virtual uh, happy hour with my team the, uh, the weekly drink a drink. <laughs> so <laughs> drink a drink right and and this and this friday when we're having it the backdrop's going to be uh your most recent vacation and i'm going to steal that there you go it's for I'm you and, uh, right now you can have it so <laughs> do that so you know more seriously uh obviously there's a lot of uh, supply chain disruption in the marketplace uh, but I'm, I'm curious to know what you're doing to keep the supply chain going, you know, to, to meet the demand that you have in your stores. Uh, maybe talk a little bit about that demand. I know people are driving less and how you're kind of navigating through all of that. Yeah, um, I, I, I would use two words that I would say within the convenience channel, we've always taken pride in uh, yep. flexibility and agility, right? Yeah, but it's on hyper growth mode right now. So I would say the short answer to how I'm keeping the supply chain going is identifying alternative paths, vendors, suppliers, and partners to source things from. So, you know, I've had to be flexible even with my own policies where I may say we only get store supplies from our mainline wholesaler. Well, guess what? If they run out now that goes out the window. So, are we direct sourcing? Are we working with vendors that I may have never even heard of? So can I be a little more agile to get them set up in our systems and to get that product? Uh, we had never done, Wayne, and this may come as a shock, but we had never sent products via FedEx or UPS direct to stores. Mm-hmm. I've now, that's how we're getting things. You know, so when people were saying, how do you still have sanitizer? How do your stores have masks and gloves and how we able to get those so quickly as we did, it's because we were more flexible and more agile and accommodating of these new waves and have identified distributors and suppliers where there's FedExes going to stores with, um, you know, breakdowns of hand sanitizer, disinfectant, disinfectant wipes, gloves, masks, hat shields, you name it. Right. So the first and most important focus was get our team members as safe and comfortable as they can be. Yeah. Uh, we introduced something called a hat shield. That's more of a personal sneeze guard. You've certainly seen them. They look like what a medical practitioner or someone from CDC wears with the clear visors. Right. It's almost like a personal sneeze guard in many ways. Right. So every right. team member, field technician, district manager has those. Good. We also then supplied them with KN95 masks. So everyone has the option to wear that in addition with the hat shield so that they can be as comfortable. And then the routine thing of gloves, uh, disinfectant, uh, disinfectant wipes, hand sanitizer have kept that in stock 
for store use and customer use on the sanitizer, right. but also for retail sales. We're even selling individual use surgical masks in all of our stores and have them readily available for customers to grab. So yep. I would say the most innovative thing that we've done is our CEO authorized a new role called a greeter. And what we've been doing with these greeters is engaging with other brands in the QSR space or other companies that have actually furloughed people. Uh, I'll, I'll name some names here. We've worked with folks from White Castle, from Regal Cinema, Cinemark. Uh, we're talking to the Inspire brands. Uh, they're behind Arby's and BW3, yep. uh, Sonic, and some of those concepts. And so as they're furloughing people, uh, we can welcome them on a temporary basis as a greeter. And these greeters can be ambassadors or cleaning hosts where they're literally holding doors open so we can operate as close to touch-free and contactless as possible. Interesting. So customers can come in. And then it's a secondary benefit of seeing someone actively engaged in disinfecting and wiping down high-touch surfaces on a conference basis, whether it's the fuel pumps, the doors, the coffee bar, uh, the counters, certainly restrooms. That has repositioned us as a, you know, place that customers trust going in to shop. And in long term, with that added labor, you know, they're going to do other things, whether it's bringing curbside and products right to the customer's car, yep. so it's contactless. And if that's they're in great. gloves, again, you start to go down that path. So that's something that, you know, we've been quite proud of. Uh, yep. The CEO took another huge step early on. This was literally five weeks ago now yep. where everyone was given two weeks additional PTO. You're not feeling well. You're concerned. You think you've come into contact with anyone that has been exposed to COVID-19. Yep. Do the right thing. Stay home. Don't worry about your pay. He in increased pay. He even gave store credits. So the store credits are a way that Basically, they can use the credits to purchase anything they want mm. from HBA products, general merchandise, cleaning supplies, food, beverages, you name it. The only exclusions we had were things such as lottery and tobacco and things of that ilk. But right. we did want, you know, it's up to $250 credit per person that they're able to use, and they can even buy fuel. Yep. So these are things that they need in this time of need. Yep. Going to your point around, you know, the impact on the business, I think. Yep. Like most, um, you know, there was there was the early, uh, I don't want to say boom, that's the wrong term to use, but it was the early growth. Surge, the early surge. Surge, the early, early surge. surge. So, yep. Yep. you know, one of the phrases that I used was it went from pandemic buying to panic buying <laughs> and pantry loading. That right. as everything was running out or closing around us, we started selling in categories that we typically would not have sold those volumes. Grocery. Yep center store, HBA, cleaning supplies, pet. Right. Then that transitioned into what I would call take-home pantry loading. Uh, yep. You know, the things you would obviously think of that convenience stores do very well. Snacks. Beer, for instance. That beer. Snacks. Right. But beer, has we've literally had a tough time because as bars and restaurants closed, people would come to us for beer, wine, and spirits. And, you know, I'm very conscious that we do not want to have predatory pricing or gouging of any sort. So we adhere to what our target margins have been, if not even lower, to make sure we're delivering value. But um, it has led to, you know, if, if the average person would buy what they would consume in two weeks or one month, 
I think that consumption curve with everyone staying home is now that's one week. So there, so we're selling take home. Right. That has been the biggest shift is that the immediate consumption food for now, snacks for now, yep. those are trending down versus the food for later meal solutions, mm. grocery, uh, take home sodas, soft drinks, packaged beverages, bottled water cases, certainly take home beer, large bottles of, liquor and wine where it may have been the 50 milliliters or the hundred that shifting consumption pattern towards take home has benefited us. So So while gallons are down and traffic down, basket size is way up. Interesting. Very interesting. So a pivot from uh, immediate consumption to more of a pantry fill later on consumption. Exactly. Interesting. So obviously we've talked about masks and PPE related sanitizer, the interesting dynamic between uh, uh, immediate to future consumption. But what are you finding in your stores right now sort of as an interesting assortment outcome of the current, you know, pandemic buying, pantry buying uh, that you're seeing uh, today and uh, any insights about where that might take you into the future? in terms of assortment yeah. of product? Um, certainly think we now have more license within the fill-in category than if you were asking me even this time six months ago. Mm-hmm. I would say fill-in within the channel is limited at best. It works in some rural markets or urban markets that may be food deserts. Right. I think now there's a clear need for that and a want for that at a good value. So we are looking at those staples that have exploded. I mean, everyone laughs about toilet paper and the memes that are associated with that. Right. But whether it is, you know, paper goods and, uh, you know, fill in truly everything from milk, bread, eggs, butter, and those, co- those commodities to the paper and inedible grocery cleaning supplies, HBA, I think we have license now beyond just trial size. That as a channel and industry, Everyone was going down food as the future, food as the current, and that meant, you know, numerous things, whether it's made to order, grab and go, self-serve, all of that. I think that is now broader, that it's mm-hmm. more about fill-in and solutions, and food is certainly part of that, and I yep. even think within food, you know, some of the things that have been restricted for sales have been self-serve. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we have some states that we operate in, Kansas or South Dakota, other regions around the country that have, those are some of the first things that were restricted because of the hard surfaces. So, right. you know, not allowing refills of mugs and then eventually leading to not even having dispensed cups and beverages served at all. Um, so packaged, I think, is something that I had not thought about as a long-term option and I think having food that's packaged for an individual or for two, it could be food for now or food for later, but on the go, much as Europe probably did five or 10 years ago, I think those trends are going to accelerate here now. People want even their produce items packaged, and of course, sandwiches and meal solutions and things like that. And if I can give it to you in a bag or a box with gloves on and it's contactless or or I can deliver it to you or bring it to your car curbside, I think that is a permanent change that has been accelerated. You know, there's another little phrase that I've been using that is, you know, things went from being innovation to expectation. So I think on the backside of this, things that were innovative, 
prior, yep. such as mobile ordering and delivery and third-party delivery and fulfillment and curbside and drive-throughs, these are now expectations that every right. brand from even Home, Home Depot is doing curbside and right. contactless. Right. And, you know, people will come to your door and leave a package and, you know, ring the bell and walk away or not even ring the bell. We'll leave it because you don't want them to touch anything. So I think that is the new world that we're going to live in. Hopefully we all won't be wearing masks for the long term and gloves and things of that nature. Right. But I, I do think the packaging and the contactless and that supply chain that gives you some comfort over the sanitation and the security of what you're eating is here to stay. Right. Uh, Derek, very insightful. I, I have a question. So I know at the end of 2019, you had finally integrated with Allsup's. Uh, that whole integration, I know it took a lot of your time and effort and focus in 2019. And then in the fall of 2019, that integration was finally finalized. So um, tell us a little bit about how that's going in light of COVID-19. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a new paradigm, but, you know, give me a sense of, uh, you know, how you think your business will pan out in 2020. Yeah, um, I, I, I think that while the acquisition, Wayne, is what was completed in, at the end of, call it 2019, or November, right? That's right. when we closed the deal. Right. So right now we're right in the midst of the integration and the systems, the ERP solutions, the point of sale, introducing private label cross affiliation into both stores, improving our supplier agreements, negotiating with vendors. So all of that, to your point, yeah. is what the teams have been working on for the, you know, call it past three to five, six months or so. Yeah. So it's accelerating, right? Uh, COVID in some ways sped it up, right? It was the first time <laughs> that I think, you know, even signage and communication to customers with one voice from our CEO of, here's what we are doing as a company. Mm -hmm. Right. Not two distinct banners, but here's where Yesway and Allsubs as a family, what we're doing. Um, the communication, the greeters are in both the houses or both okay. banners and brands. Okay, yeah. And then as I look towards the summer, you know, as we're on the cusp of spring and summer selling season, that will be our first promo period where we'll have the same promotion with vendors and features across all, you know, 420 plus stores. So, a lot of excitement there. I have optimism towards 2020. Yeah. Certainly have long-term optimism around what as a company we're doing, um, you know, seeing what we're uh, accomplishing on a daily basis. It's been really cool, you know, to mm -hmm. see the IT systems and the price book, the accounting and all of the infrastructure, the marketing and merchandising team are now one where, you know, the category manager for tobacco is doing it across both banners, the enterprise and all stores. Yep. Same thing mm -hmm. in beer and package right. beverage and center right. store. Right. So some really fun things. I, I think the only negative is that we're doing it remotely, right? So we're <laughs> right. doing it in this video conference Zoom era right. and not face-to-face -face like I would have loved to do. Yeah. No, Derek, that's really good. And I'm thinking about the pandemic and you think about how the pandemic will drive innovation across the board, but I do also like your comment about how it will drive expectation. And I'm, and I'm, uh, you know, and I'm happy to hear that your expectations for your overall business will continue is continued to be strong and uh, on track. 
So that's uh, that's really good to hear. Um, Absolutely. So, so, Derek, you know, as a, as an essential spokesman for Yesway, you've carried the flag over the last couple of years. I'm very appreciative of you having a strong industry voice uh, for Yesway, but also for the convenience store industry sort of in totality. Uh, you're very active in industry affairs, and I appreciate what you bring to the table. So can you maybe shed some, some light or some perspective, maybe it's your own personal perspective on where you see the C-Store industry going uh, in light of COVID-19, but also beyond. Uh, maybe you yeah. can provide some perspective on that from a more broader global perspective. Certainly. I mean, I, I, I think, Wayne, I've taken tremendous pride in watching the industry as a whole step up, right? And to be recognized as the superheroes that a lot of our frontline team members absolutely. absolutely are. It's impressive. I mean, they are, I mean, it is unlike anything I've ever seen. And yep. You know, I've always been long on small format retailing, grocery, as well as convenience. I think this has even made me double down. Um, as essential workplaces and retail entities, it has been remarkable seeing the pace of change, everyone step up. So to your point and to your question, I am very comforted that I feel that as much as e-commerce is now you know, so many people have done it that had not done it that we know it has mainstreamed. It, again, went from innovation to expectation. I, I think that. small format neighborhood retailing has done the same thing. That as people have said, you know what, I'm out of this. I need a potato. I'll just make something up. Or I need a, you know, milk to cook with. Or I'm out of this particular product that they have been able to rely on their community convenience store. And I think, you know, when you look at the role that Nax has played in looking at the convenience industry and trying to champion that, one of the things has always been this struggle with suppliers to not just notice us, but to give us the respect that we're due, not to just notice what the problems are, right? We can all talk about the complexities of the business. It's you know, it's over 150,000 of them. It's hard to reach them. The supply chain is fragmented. Individual operators, chains, very regional, no dominant player. We get all of that. But I think the opportunities now have spoken for themselves. That as other places have shut down, those convenience stores have stepped up. They're still open. Those neighborhood grocers fulfilling markets are still open and meeting those needs. And the suppliers have also, I think they should be lauded because, you know, they're dealing with what we're dealing with. You know, mm -hmm. when, a, when a plant or a facility or a warehouse has exposure, yep. that supply chain can be disrupted. And they're putting together protocols to make sure that they don't disrupt that. And we've had our share of hiccups with big vendors, you know, small ones, and it's just been admirable how quickly they've come back online. And I'm talking about the Altrias, the Coca-Cola, the Hershey's, the Mondelez, Pepsi, Red Bull, Monster, you name it, that they may have had a disruption or a supply hiccup. And within days, and I mean, I mean that within days, they've been able to say, here's how we fix the solve for that. And we'll have a truck to your stores at this particular date. So, you know, early on, this whole sentiment of we're in this together, Mm -hmm. was one of the rallying cries for the nation. And I just think that it's real. It's not hype. It's not puffery. We'll get through this. 
together. And, you know, it's been remarkable watching the entrepreneurial spirit come out from the convenience store segment as it always does mm-hmm. to help solve one of the bigger challenges and, you know, problems. And it keeps me up at night, you know, making sure that my people are safe, Absolutely. That, that supply chain keeps going. And, you know, I take it as a, you know, badge of honor, frankly, that I've been trusted, um, you know, with keeping the wheels on that bus going. Yep. Yep. Well, well, Derek, I, I, I know you're busy doing all these wonderful things to keep your uh, store associates safe and your shoppers safe. Um, I really do appreciate your passion for the business and your leadership, not only at Yesway, but for the industry uh, as a whole. Uh, it was really a great opportunity to, uh, to speak with you today. And uh, you look great out there in Boston. So uh, whatever you're doing, Thanks, keep doing it. Uh, but I appreciate your time today. Is there anything you want to offer in closing to the audience that will be viewing this today? Yeah, but just say, you know, for us all, it will get better, right? That have that spirit of American exceptionalism or whatever term that we want to use. But I think retail is one of the oldest things that has kept society going. And even now with the pandemic, we're still rolling and doing our best. So just that spirit of can do, we will get through this together and come out better for it. Yeah, amen. Amen. Derek, listen, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate the time and the opportunity to speak together. Uh, My hope is that we'll be able to see each other uh, sooner rather than later at an upcoming uh, function, a face-to-face function, whether it's an ECRM function or some other other industry function. Uh, I look forward to keeping in touch with you and whatever we can do here at our organization to continue to serve you and your team. uh, I'm fully committed to that. Uh, Thanks again. Appreciate your time. Stay safe and stay healthy. Excellent. Thanks so much, Wayne. And best to you and family and the whole team. So thank you again. Take care, Derek. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great. Bye.